You back? I am. And I heard you took care of my client. Thanks, Lewis. You're welcome, but we're partners and they're all our clients. They are. Lewis, I didn't mean it when I said you weren't ready to be managing partner. Yes, you did. Maybe I did. But the truth is, I'm not ready either. What do you say we both act as interim managing partners? I'd be honored. It seems to me the first order of business is what are we gonna do about the name of the firm? I don't know about you, but I think we should keep it exactly the same. Me too. I mean, you never know when she's gonna to wanna to come back, right? No, Lewis. You never know. Suits Season 6, Episode 13 is over. If you're ready to hear us talk about teeth, nose, teeth, and suits yourself, I'm Rob Sestronino, back here with the guy who doesn't want to talk about the summer of D&D. It's Chappelle. Rob, I don't know if I've ever had a day of D&D. Like, I don't know <laughs> if that's an hour of d Okay. Yeah, I hear like, you. Uh, no, no. It. Wink, wink. No, no. I'm pretty sure this is the one the of my biggest D&D. blind spots. Uh, I do. Yeah, I got nothing there. I have nothing. Mm-hmm. I I tried to build a character one time for yeah Dungeons and Dragons, and it was like a bird. A bird. And, um. Yeah, and, and I, I don't know. It's like it's, it's a, a a jester and a bird at the same time, and wow. some dice roll. It's probably got so complicated. It got way more complicated than this episode of Suits, and I and Suits is getting kind of complicated to me. Getting a little complicated. Wait, well, what is getting complicated for you? Okay, so it looks like we're trying to get Mike Ross back in the game, even though we just got him out of jail. Yeah, Am Mike I correct? Is, uh, yeah, he's willing to get back in. Uh, it seems like that we have this opportunity. Now, th- this is like the wildest plot twist of all, of uh, that yes. Rachel gets a letter from the... I want to make sure I uh, say it right. Uh, but basically, like uh, this, like we've had like for a very long time that... Rachel's appointment with the character and fitness committee has been on people's mind. And so she gets a letter. They're not even going to see her. And everybody's no. like, obviously it's about Mike Ross. It's she's, this is Mike Ross's girlfriend. She's not getting in. Turns out totally unrelated. Yeah. It just so happens no, 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 no. that she, as a person at Pierce inspector lit, um, that there is somebody named Craig Seidel who just wants something. Yeah. So, you know, Harvey Specter, he can make things happen. So I'm not going to give Rachel an interview with the character and fitness committee until I get what I want. Yeah. Is this he's got the leverage. first time in the history of the character and fitness committee. I, again, like, very ironic, much like Professor Gerard, the unethical ethics professor. Here mm-hmm. is Craig Seidel, the person uh, with a lack of character and fitness, somehow running the character and fitness committee, wants right. something from Harvey Specter and won't give Rachel her appointment. And so we end up going through uh, the business of trying to tank the stock price of Velocity Data Solutions. Because that Craig Seidel 
has an axe to grind with them. And so he wants the stock price tanked. And then in exchange, he will pass Rachel and Harvey says, hey, I'll do you one better. Get Mike Ross back reinstated to the bar. How about that? This is wild. This doesn't make any sense. I mean, don't get me wrong. We've seen stuff like this before on Suits. But yeah, the guy in the ethics committee, when Harvey comes in, he immediately says, oh yeah, no, that Rachel thing was a scheduling error. It's all, it's all good. I actually just wanted to talk to you because I need you to go do something highly illegal because you operate in, in, in gray areas in the law. You really thrive in b- bending the rules. And so I really need you to, to break them and go and come up with a fake lawsuit to sue Velocity so that their stock price will plummet. Um, and Harvey's like, what? Says the ethics board. Now, Rob, you bring up the fact that, you know, like Gerard, like the ethics board, th- this is definitely something that's supposed to be out of these people's realm, right? They're et- like, these are supposed to be the ethical people that we look to for all the rules and regulations, it's supposed to be at the top of their craft when it comes to following those rules. Um, but law in general, right? Like all these lawyers that we've come across in uh, corporate law and even some of these criminal law stuff that we have going on here, they're all, they're all very willing to bend the law. Like, very, very much so. And it's crazy because y'all are here to uphold the letter of the law. That's that's the whole point. That's the the oath that you take, right? Like, you, we cannot trust any of these people at all. None of them. Mm, yeah, on paper, yes. Uh, but I guess, you know, the world is a lot of gray area. A lot of gray. And then they just go build gray area when there isn't gray area. And then sometimes they just operate in just the, the bad area. You know, they just come in and say, you know what? Forget it. I need my friend to be a lawyer again, so let's break the law. Let's mm-hmm. do it. It's like, dear God, have you learned? Yeah. Even Mike Ross is like, I mean, Harvey, I don't want to go back to jail yeah. know, per se. It and just got out. Mike is pushing back, but ultimately at the end of the episode, he says, yeah, all right, I'm back in. Yeah, um, because this guy is trying to get Harvey to do something, and uh, if Harvey does do it, then this could get Mike back in, and then Mike can go back to helping people. See, because Mike Ross thinks that he has the moral high ground here. Because I want to be a fake lawyer because I want to help people. Y'all are real lawyers who do not help people. So now that he's a fake lawyer that cannot help people, I got to go become a a real lawyer so I can actually be the one to be the change I want to see. So when he sees uh, this guy Oliver at his clinic going up and fighting these cases that are supposed to be, you know, opportunities for Mike to be helping people, for him to be saving this woman and her kid and giving her a lot of money... Oliver, in his own words, shits the bed and mm-hmm. he he nuts up in front of all the court and then Mike has to stand aside and just watch it happen. And Mike Ross is not going to stand for that. He needs to become a lawyer so that he can do what Oliver cannot do. But Rob, when Mike Ross called objection in that court, yeah. I screamed because I was like, <laughs> you are an insane person. Yeah. You well, are nuts. All right. So Mike is, you know, kind of like the little league dad of the clinic and is like his kid is up and uh, like he's like fighting with the umpire and like uh, telling his kid to swing the bat when he's from from the bench. But yeah, Mike is really trying to go out of his way to try to like get things uh, the way that he wants. It seemed like that we ended the last episode on kind of a high note, but here we are, and Mike is like he has no confidence in Oliver, wants to get Marissa on the case and put Marissa in charge of things, and then he ultimately does, and Marissa's like, oh yeah, I'm off that day. Yeah, mm, I'm good. Thanks. I know I told you I like to help a lot of people, but 
my dad needs me. And so I'll be taking off and you can leave Oliver to his own device. I mean, Oliver has actually gone to law school and passed the bar seemingly, whereas Marissa is a law student. And so in theory, Oliver is perfectly equipped to do this. And so you don't need Marissa, but um, that might not be the case because even if Oliver was confident enough to pull this off, there's definitely a moment where Oliver and Mike talk and Mike says, let Marissa do it. And I think that even hurts Oliver's, you know, um, his confidence, you know? So when he goes in to, to go to the court, you know, we already know that he was going to struggle, but now with the added layer of Mike Ross doesn't even believe in me. Do I believe no in confidence, no faith. Yeah. He does very poorly here. And to, until Mike Ross screams from the, uh, <laughs> from the sidelines, like objection. And, I thought they handled this well. You know, the the opposing counsel is like, Your Honor, this is what I'm talking about. He's a crazy person. And the judge is like, yeah, shut up. Because mm-hmm. think about it like this. What other job is this even remotely possible, right? Like, let's say this was a lawyer because we've heard about people being fake lawyers. I mean, fake doctors. Mm-hmm. Let's, talk, let's talk about this being a doctor. Imagine you're in the emergency room and your doctor's about to come in and some rando just jumps up like, Poof, I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV and just starts putting on gloves. Like, All right, I got this. I, I, I got privileges. Do you? Mm-hmm. Do you have privileges? Like uh, uh, template. You know, the, you can't just jump into other people's jobs. You look like an insane person. Mike Ross should have been hauled out of the courtroom, but they gave him another chance. But in that moment, he realized what he needed to do. He needs to take matters into his own hands and become a real uh, lawyer, uh, whether the court likes it or not. Yeah. And I like Oliver so much. He's so likable. And uh, you feel so bad for him that he just is like, Um, it's a little bit like watching Zach Wilson. A little bit. It's like, you, you know, he's giving it your all. You know, he's like, eh, I don't want to hate it's on like, the guy. Eh, we're moving the ball between the 20s, but uh, yeah. red zone this is a problem. Yeah, but it's like it's like, but he looks like he's trying really hard, you know. Maybe we could just give him another shot. He had a good showing. Mm-hmm. He has other skills. You don't have to be good at trial lawyer. Yeah, that was a huge lawyer. turnover right there. <laughs> yeah, it's like Oliver has other things that make him great, but this uh trial thing is not for him. You know, he clammed up at his mock trial. He says he just goes blank, and um, we see that here. I mean, he gets he gets packed up by this woman very easily. You know, like they were going to get she a knew settlement. It. Yeah. Yeah, she she had been warning Mike Ross like, if you put this this child in front of me, I'm going to demolish him, mm-hmm. and and she just does. I mean, it really, it was really a, a work of art how bad she did. I mean, you know, it's it's unfortunate because he's on the right side of of what we would you know expect yeah. you know us to like root for, right? We want this woman to be fine. We want her kid to not be sick, and we want them to pay for it because it's their fault. Uh, but. You got to win the case. Yeah. And he didn't. So yesterday we were talking a little bit about the specifics of this case. And I was a little confused about like, wait, what do they want? What is she doing? And so there are damages that she is looking for. Her son has asthma. We find out that Mm -hmm. that her son also is going to need like expensive treatments to uh, deal with the asthma. She wasn't able to run that check back to the landlord in time to save the day. And so Mike goes to do it. And then when he's 18 minutes late, then they say, oh, too late. We're going to evict her. And so Mike is ultimately able to see what's going on. They're trying to evict everybody, which is you know very similar to a case that Mike dealt with back in season one, where mm-hmm. that we were dealing with the same sort of like, okay, this is a landlord that's trying to you know flip the entire building and putting bed bugs in 
into people's apartments. And then Mike was able to uh, figure that out. So uh, they don't call back to it, but it is very similar. Right. And that's got to be very frustrating for Mike, too, because he's like, I could win this case with my eyes closed. You know, like I just, he, you know, put me in the game, coach. Put me in. He's like, no, Mike, you don't work here. You do, you're not a lawyer. You cannot do that thing. You're just supposed to be supervising the associates and that's it. And so it just it's really painful for Mike to w- sit around and just watch people not being helped. And so he has to uh, play the game now. He's like, Harvey, put me in. We're going to get Rachel, her interview. And then hopefully Mike Ross will, you know, be admitted into the bar and be a real lawyer. I just... I just don't see any world where that just makes sense to me. You know, like the people in New York should all like he should be a pariah, a <laughs> pariah even, you know, where it just every time he, they, he walks into a courtroom, people should just roll their eyes and be like, sir, you scammed your way in here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know if, if judges can just dismiss cases based off of who the, yeah. the lawyer is. But can that lady from Game of Thrones come with the bell and be like, shame, 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 shame. Mm-hmm. shame. Shame, just follow him around. Make him do a walk of Shame lawyer. Yeah. Butt ass naked through the, through the courtroom. <laughs> every day. Yeah, every day. Every day. Shame. Shame. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Mike maybe is getting back in. Uh, we'll see. Uh, Harvey is feeling like, okay, well, maybe I can get him back at PSL here. Although Mike does seem like uh, he is enjoying working with everybody at the clinic. So uh, we'll see what happens next with Mike. Let's talk a little bit about Lewis here. Uh, Lewis mm-hmm. is going to go off to go uh, with Tara to the sonogram. Uh, but we uh, find out that the biological father is going to be coming to uh, G- Justin. Is that his name? Uh, that jo- he, Joshua. Joshua. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is going to also be uh, visiting to attend the sonogram. And Lewis gets his first look at Joshua and uh, feels like he is a very striking man. Well, more importantly here, Lewis is kind of just like, did you think it's a fair request for this man to be at your sonogram? I mean, what if he just wants to be in your life? I'm like, Lewis, it's his child. This is mm-hmm. normal. It's normal for, for dads to be present for this kind of stuff. And Lewis is like, I don't know. I don't trust him. I don't know. He might be trying to win you back. Maybe, Lewis. Maybe. Because he's known this woman for years and you've known her for 12 seconds. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't think that's shocking. But even when Lewis is, like, dealing with the sonogram thing, the fact that he even has the question whether or not the actual biological father should be in the room, Lewis should be taking a look at himself and saying, am I nuts? Am I crazy? Because why would I be, like, why would why would why would I allow this right to 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 come into my life? I know that this man this is his un, this man's unborn child. I should not be shocked that he wants to be around the unborn child. It makes sense. Lewis has lost his damn mind, and so yeah, when he's telling Harvey, "Look at this guy, he's beautiful." It's like Lewis. It doesn't matter what he looks like. That's still his baby in there. He still mm-hmm. going to want to be around. Um, and so he asks Harvey. He's like. Well, Harvey, I'm not beautiful like this guy, right? What do you see when you look at me? Like, be honest. And Harvey replies, "Teeth, nose, teeth, Rob." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that a what is what does that mean? That uh, that is a roast, Chappelle. Oh yeah, he got him. He burned him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see your teeth first, then your nose, and then I see your teeth again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. For that. Uh, all it does is show that Lewis is like, okay, I might not be the most attractive person, but I definitely need to keep this this child's father out of its life. And Harvey is the one of all people to tell him, but Lewis, 
family is so important. Mm-hmm. I just made up with yes. my mom like yesterday. So mm-hmm. yeah, family's the most the important thing, on, Lewis. Right. I'm um, pretty much the guru on all of this. But let me ask you about this is probably maybe Jessica was the drama because uh, mm. through six seasons of Suits, almost fully, we have uh, just a couple episodes left here in season six. Uh, we have never seen Harvey and Lewis getting along better and, you know, uh, working better as a team. I think the trauma of losing Jessica has bonded them together, right? It's like they're at odds, but because they're all that each other has now, it's like, okay, we have to work together. We have to learn how to play nice or we will not have a job. You know, Pierce Inspector Lee is hanging on by a thread and without Jessica there to actually do the day-to-day law stuff while Lewis is running around kidnapping cats and Harvey is out here doing Mike Ross's bidding all the time and, try, you know, jumping over hoops for him. Uh, you know, Jessica was actually keeping clients around. And so now that she's gone, mm-hmm. they don't have time to fight each other. They actually have to. Yeah. She's gone. Yeah. Okay. So now that she's gone, uh, Jessica, you know, Jessica's gone. She's not there to do all the work. So Lewis and Harvey have no choice but to put their heads together and figure out a way to use each other's strengths. And so Lewis is the one who goes to Harvey and says, yeah, Rachel is not getting a fair shake at this whole thing. And I need you to go work it out because you're better at this than me. Uh, and there's things that Lewis is better than Harvey at. But this particular thing, going out and uh, influencing people to do something that they don't want to do, that's Harvey's bag. And so, yeah, we're seeing a lot of good interaction between the two of them. I, I'm almost ready to let my guard down a little bit when it comes to Lewis. Okay. All right. Almost. Okay. Well, Lewis is doing a good job, uh, at least in his work life uh, here. Um, let's talk about something else that's going on. Uh, here at the and Lewis and Tara are going to get to know each other better. Lu, Lu, although Lewis is like a, a total idiot uh, at the sonogram. Yeah, he he is even asking Harvey like, "Hey, how do I not make a scene?" You know, like he knows him. Mm-hmm. He's like, "I'm going to lose my crap whenever uh whenever Joshua shows up." And what happens is that Joshua never shows up, and Lewis takes that even worse. He's like, "Wait." He doesn't show up for this. How is he going to be a father? And Tara says one of the dumbest things I've ever heard on this show. She said, Lewis, I thought you were a more forgiving man than this. No. Tara, who led you to believe that? She hasn't Based seen the what? spoilers. Yeah. You've never, no, you've never she, met she's this never man. She's <laughs> never watched one episode of Suits. <laughs> or spent 24 hours with him. Ma'am, this man is a, he's a lunatic. He's crazy. And you that's what happens when you decide to marry and raise a child with somebody that you do not know. Yeah. And so, yeah, they kind of have to come to terms blind with Blind date. Well, maybe we should get to know each other. Well, no, you listen, there's a difference. This is like love is blind. You mm-hmm. know, like, oh, I actually only spent a few hours with you. And even love is blind. They're trapped in pods talking to each other. They spent more, more hours bonding probably than Lewis and Tara have. But she should have known. Like, this is when I realized, oh, Tara does not know what she's in for. Yeah. She thinks Lewis Litt is the mo- is a more forgiving person than this. Okay. Chappelle, so the other thing I wanted to talk about here is, so we have the return of Benjamin. And Benjamin, Benjamin. is here to update Donna's software and, and everything on her you computer. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. And Donna is being like kind of inappropriate, but she's saying Kinda. like... Very inappropriate. Uh, but she <laughs> says that she knows. I'm like, I don't know if this was like a man. And uh, no, like, this is definitely a fireable offense, Rob. <laughs> yeah. But, but she's saying like, I can tell he likes it because <laughs> he updates everybody else's software remotely. And then he actually comes to my desk. So he likes yeah, it. He, he yeah. likes it. You, you know, and it's like, yeah. okay, I'm Donna. I'm awesome. 
And uh, <laughs> but if this was the other way around, if this was like Harvey and like there was like a female IT person, you know, you'd call the police. Uh, yeah. Or no, she, if this, she, I'm Donna, sorry. If this was Lewis and a female IT person, you'd call the police. <laughs> but that being said, okay, Benjamin actually has an ulterior motive. He's been working on an invention. It's called the Donna. Yeah, that's what it is. It's the Donna. It is AI back before AI was popular. Like back when AI was like something people whispered about. Now, Rob, I mean, look how this show is aged. This is very much something that is happening right now, right? This it's happening right now. Plot. The Donna <laughs> still would be cutting edge technology in 2023. So Benjamin is like, um, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, you know, eat your heart out. Like this is, this would, if so, if you had the Donna, it would be like uh, the world's greatest invention now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, but again, this is the kind of stuff we're looking at right now, mm -hmm. right? We have deep fakes that you can put someone's face and likeness on something and it just make you look like, you know, people or, or like you could put people into situations that were never in digitally. You know, we even see that we had the writers and actor strike where, you know, a, a lot of this push for suits has been coming from because, you know, there's no new shows. And so people went back and watched older shows because the actors are striking to make sure that their likeness isn't used in these exact ways, right? Okay. Like, so no one is taking their phrases and their and their quips and putting them into machines and selling them and they're not getting any well, money from it. Chappelle, are you ready to put the Donna to the test? So I've got ChatGPT open and ready. Now my ChatGPT doesn't talk as okay. in Sarah Paulson's voice, uh, okay. but... Uh, I think I've combined the names. It's actually, it's Don, Sarah Rafferty, Donna Paulson. Uh, Donna Paulson. Okay. So, but I have asked ChatGPT, uh, can you act as Donna from Suits? And I'll ask you questions. So Chappelle, do you have a question for our 2023 version of the Donna? Yes. The Donna, have you come to manipulate my hard drive? <laughs> have you come to manipulate my hard drive? I, I might not answer that. What about reboot okay, my motherboard? Uh, all right. All right. Um, only if your hard drive is ready for an upgrade, but don't worry. I always back up important files first. Now, what can I help you with today? Madonna. Mm -hmm. that, that was nasty. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> if <laughs> don't say, maybe don't like uh flirt with it. Well, I'm just, I'm just using what Donna used in the episode. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. Look, it, she was just talking about, you know, like her mainframe needs a new memory stick with a hell of a lot more, you know, time than once in a quarter. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Donna was really giving, giving Benjamin the once over when it came to all this innuendo, but let's, let's see. Okay. okay. Let me, let me, uh, let me, let me do uh, one. Donna, what okay, kind of it. review would you give the, uh, suits yourself? recap podcast is chat gpt up to date for suit yourself does it know us yeah so donna would say the suits yourself recap podcast it's like a well-tailored suit smart insightful and fits the show perfectly the hosts have a knack for dissecting each episode with the precision of lewis let's legal this doesn't sound like donna no this doesn't sound like donna at all mm -hmm. It's supposed to say suit yourself, and by suit yourself, I mean you know. Like it's, mm -hmm. like, okay. It has, Donna and Harvey have a really similar speaking pattern. You know, we if, uh, when you separate them, uh, you can see it a little bit more. But when they're talking to each other, it just feels yeah. like a conversation. But when they're talking to other people, they very much do the like, "Oh, is that why you came over here? Is it because of this? And by this, I mean blah blah blah." Mm -hmm. You know that that's kind of how they go. Yeah. I, I, I like them, but this is kind of weird, Rob. I mean, 
Yeah. Benjamin just took it upon himself to AI Donna. It's into super weird. Uh, it's super weird yeah. that Donna like didn't just like slap him, and uh, she's like, "All right, let me take that." Uh, first of all, it, it makes Donna come across as a like a total like narcissist of like, "Oh, a thing that talks like me, my perfect." I've been waiting my whole life to talk to myself. Is Donna not a narcissist? Donna's whole thing is, "I'm Donna. I'm so great. Yes. I'm awesome. I mean, yes, I get into it. I'm Donna." <laughs> well, we were talking about this with the therapist when she sat down in the therapist's office. Yeah, she sits down and she goes, yeah, I know what you're thinking. I'm great. Don't you love it? You know? Also, what you're thinking, Harvey be lucky to have me. Also, what you're thinking, isn't she awesome? How'd you know that I was... I was like, Donna, we get it. We get it. You love... No one loves Donna like Donna loves Donna. Mm -hmm. You know? Benjamin, however, thinks that you can bottle up Donna and just put her in AI and make her say cool things and be the person who always has the right thing to say. That's really what he's looking for. But Donna shoots this business idea down because I'm, I'm assuming he wants to like sell this, right? He wants to yes. make this a computer program so everybody can have a little bit of the Donna. But she says, no, because this the Donna thing doesn't have my heart, you know? Yeah, okay. So you can't bottle up she shuts heart. it down. Okay. Uh, Donna doesn't have the heart. So that's it. That's it for the Donna. And um, the Donna, the, what? Yes. Rob, yes. Benjamin does say, but what if I could give it in? What if he like, could? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's a robot. So mm -hmm. it'd be tough. Okay. Uh, the Donna does, or the original Donna, OG Donna does have a pretty good line uh, in the episode where, uh, in the beginning of the episode that Mike goes to see Harvey and um, talking about uh, that he was apologizing where Rachel's hanging out with Donna. Rachel says, I put my foot down with Mike. And Donna said, oh, you finally told him to pick one hairstyle and stick with it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not about having multiple hairstyles. It's about picking mm -hmm. the right hairstyle. You know, like, I really think that we we all saw the mistakes that were made in season five. Just don't go back to that. Mm -hmm. um, Mike's had a, a few though that I'm, I really don't agree with. I think I think he's fine now. I okay, think this is good. Rachel also says, "Well, no, Donna, I put my foot down. That I told Mike. Now that he's gainfully employed, now it's time to make an honest woman out of me." What the freaking hell? She's ready to get married. He's yeah, out of prison. St What's stand up, up Rachel? Uh, no, no, no. He went to jail under the premise that when mm -hmm. she when he got out, they would get married. Mm -hmm. It's time. Now that he's making a cool 35k a year, he can Look. finally uh, well, Mike, this is the move. 2 months salary, you know the rule, okay? Oh yeah, like oh, oh Rachel, this is the ring I can afford, you mm -hmm. know. It's only I know it's probably not as expensive as the one you thought you were going to yeah, get, well, but you know. That's what they say, you know, 2, yeah. two months salary is uh, the appropriate ring. Yeah. That's a lot of money, though. Like these seventy thousand dollars for a ring, crazy. It's wild. No, that's he's making thirty five thousand dollars a year. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. You said month. I'm sorry. I'm about to say, dear God, yeah, no, too much. Oh no, this baby, I could <laughs> look. Rachel, stand up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Mike also is uh, asking Harvey um, about the uh, telling Harvey about the wedding. He asked him to be the best man again. And Harvey says, uh, Mike says, we're, we're thinking about getting married in the apartment. I'm like, I mean, I, I guess there was only like six people at the last wedding, but uh, Harvey yeah. says, well, you can get married at my apartment if you want. Yeah, Harvey has a nicer apartment. We that went from the, whole, the plaza the to the church to Harvey's apartment. They had a lot more supporters mm -hmm. for the first wedding. You know, like the first wedding was like, oh, remember when Rachel's, Rachel's mom friend? wanted to invite 300 people? 
Well, remember it was all of Rachel's friends, all of the Harv- all of the Harvard people, yeah, all the people the that king, worked at PSL, right? Exactly, and all those people, Jessica, are gone, you know, like yeah, not Jessica might come to the wedding, but the dean of Harvard Law. Do you think Jessica people, will be there. at Mike yes. and Rachel's wedding? Yeah. See, I feel like she won't because either either uh, Gina Torres is on the show or she isn't. Like, no, I, think, I felt like she got like a few more episodes. You know, like I thought we did the math. Like she's like, we're like I don't up, know, episode eighty something, and she has like ninety four. I feel like she credit. just left the show. I feel like that in these situations, like I could see her like coming back like late in the run, um, mm. but to come back for one episode here. I don't know. They could they could AI her. AI her. Like, yeah, they'll yeah. like use her from another episode and say, mm-hmm. uh, like, oh wow, did you see Jessica? She was out there. Okay. Chappelle, let's talk about the Liddy for this episode. Who gets it? Mm. I don't know. Does, does is Mike Ross in no Mike Ross lost that case, you know. And like, remember uh, he yeah, he yelled he, out objection in the courtroom and then also like and then also idiot. put Marissa on as like the first chair the first of chair, the case and yeah. then didn't even ask her if she was gonna be there for when <laughs> the case was. It, and should we be penalizing Mike Ross for trying to get back into the law game? Like, shouldn't we be like Mike um, Ross, you should not be doing this? Like, yeah, where do we land on do we support Mike Ross or not? Yeah, I don't think that there's an issue with him. If he wants to do well, like, um, I, I think it would be like for him to go back to PSL and do the same thing that he had been doing. But if he just wants to be like a public defender, like uh, give him a law license back. Yeah, but give him a law license with, with an asterisk. Like You can do public defending and that's it. Or, you know, or something like that. Like, you you can never do corporate law. I wonder if you could put the handcuffs on him a little bit to where it's like, Oh, they all tried. Right. Yeah, and that didn't last long. Mm-hmm. Give him an ankle monitor or something. You know, like okay, you can only do certain court trials, like only the ones that we deem acceptable. You can't just be out here doing whatever you want. Um, I don't know. I I don't. I'm still on the fence about Mike Ross, the lawyer, but I don't think Mike gets the lady here. He took too many L's. Mm-hmm. Um, Lewis, that's a that whole situation is an L. I don't care what nobody says. <laughs> yeah, um, Lewis was. It was like he should get like a half lady because he was actually very good in the office, but very good outside, very bad outside the office. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Rachel, however, she is getting her meeting with the bar. But not thanks to her. No, but I mean, at least she's getting something. Mm-hmm. Um, the Donna? No. The Harvey? The Har- the Harvey I mean, team? Harvey does play hardball with uh, the guy from the bar, uh, you know, is like working hard to get a lot of things done that he wants. Let's give it to Harvey. Give it to Harvey. Liddy Let's for give Harvey. it to Harvey. Okay. You know who doesn't get a Liddy this episode? Who? Gretchen. Where the hell is she at? Yeah, I don't know where she's at. I don't know if they didn't pick up yeah. her contract or what. Um, right. They wrote off Jessica, but not Gretchen. Okay. Yeah. Um, Donna has a lot of Mel Gibson jokes in this episode. Oh, yeah. Because she said, um, what did, was it? Like, oh, my um, computer is crashing more than Mel Gibson. Crashing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. kind of feel like that that was like 2006 when that happened, when Mel Gibson like crashed his car. Oh, I thought she meant like spiraling out of control, like figuratively, not that literal crash that he was in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like crashing from like drugs and stuff, you know, from the highs. <sighs> yeah. Um, Where is Mel Gibson today? He's like big time. Nobody's. Right? Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised we're not seeing more of him uh, these days. But yeah, um, actually, so I guess he was in. Uh, in 2015, he also, um, uh, 
I got into another car crash, so I guess it was maybe another more one? of a... Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be crashing. He's crashing his cars. All right. There you go. So, Chappelle, let's take some feedback from the listeners. Suitspodcast.com slash feedback. Okay? How mm-hmm. about... Um, Jessica Frey writes in and says, okay. I love this plot with Oliver because it's parallel to season one when Harvey told Mike, you lost in housing court? My grandma could win in housing court. Now Mike is in Harvey's position with his own Mike in Oliver. I feel for Oliver because choking like that is a realistic fear and he cares so much. He's a sweet kid. I also love this episode because I want so bad for Oliver to say hearsay. Uh, that is a out of court statement offered for the truth of the, of the matter. Put that mm-hmm. opposing counsel in the hot seat to come up with an exception. It can't be a business record without a custodian of records declaration from a subpoena. Maybe there's some creative argument that it's not offered for the truth, but for another purpose. But still, additionally, Oliver could have an objection on the lack of authentic who, uh, who is there as a witness to say, I wrote that and or I know what that is. And I'm sorry if I butchered that at all uh, from Jessica, who I'm so happy is on this uh, suits journey for us. Yeah, yeah. Jessica Frey put it in the words that I can't really explain because like I was thinking the whole time, okay, that certified letter means nothing because, first of all, she just popped it up. Like, I got a certified letter. Look at it, Oliver. Take a look at it. See see if it's legit, you know. Try, try to uh, question the authenticity. See if she made it up. You know, like, this certified letter means nothing. Uh, but he just lets it slide. You know, that's why Mike's over there like, come on, man, argue that. I mean, we've seen people say, and I have a document right here that says X, Y, Z. And there's nothing in the folder. I, I was like, Oliver. They're trying to bluff you, baby. They're trying to do something. You get into that document mm-hmm. and see what's going on. But he didn't. And so, yeah, I think there was a lot of ways out of this, and he just froze up. And it's sad because I do like froze Oliver. Froze up. I, I feel like, uh, hey, and I feel like uh, <laughs> Oliver is not acting. I feel like the actor is kind of just being himself. You know, this <laughs> Maybe like he forgot his, his lines and they said, okay, no, go just, with it. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like he's like, uh, whoever the character he is playing is very close to the, his character in real life. I don't know this man, but it feels lived in. Okay. All right. Then we got one from Leslie who said, I just finished the episode and I can't believe they're going to commit another crime to get this man to be a lawyer. Do we think Mike just doesn't know any other jobs exist? At what point should we throw this whole firm in jail? Uh, They should all have been in jail already. They love crime. They love crime. They're like a syndicate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you tell a bird not to fly? This is what these people are good at. Not to swim. Yeah, they were born in this. Mike Ross was born to do fraud. Mm -hmm. Okay, it it was. It's good. It's why God gave him a a photographic memory. He said, "Use this for evil." Mm -hmm. He said, "Okay, okay." But Mike Ross is still convinced that he's doing it for good, and that's the problem. He has no self awareness. Okay. Angela says that the conversation between Harvey and Lewis in the cafe might be one of the funniest of the whole series. Teeth Uh, knows teeth. Oh, teeth knows teeth is pretty bad. TNT tank. Yeah, t- no, t-, t. You know, I just blah. That's so mean. You know, I, I get it. Like Lewis wants Harvey to be straight up with him, but Harvey, come on, man. Mm-hmm. Lewis is more than teeth, nose, and teeth. All right, then. Okay, I got two uh, pieces of feedback for you. Okay, uh, we got from David Schwartz. What do you think about the Donna? Is this a good plot point? Whereas Albert Vargas, our old friend, says the Donna is the official jump the shark moment of Suits. I mean, it's just one episode. So mm-hmm. I'm not really tripping. Like, whatever. You know, like, it's not like this is a recurring thing. 
Mm-hmm. Like, are we going to be talking about the Donna three episodes from now? Probably not. Okay. All right. So you don't feel like it's jumped the shark, right? No, no. Now, if they make the Donna another character, I'm like, all right, we're out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does feel a little bit like it's kind of like the movie Her. And I looked that up. I think that was 2013 of like, is Benjamin like in love with Donna that he made like a Donna to interact with like a virtual girlfriend? I think the problem is that everyone is in love with Donna in a way, right? Mm-hmm. And so Benjamin has realized the utility of something like that. Like everyone needs a Donna in their, li- in their life. You always say the perfect can- thing. Yeah, it, exactly. And so if he can monetize that, I mean, it's going to be big. It's like almost like he should do it um, and call it, I don't know, Siri, mm-hmm. Alexa, something similar to that. You know, it's probably a little bit catchier where you just teach it what you like and what you don't like. And it regurgitates your different, you know, things to you. I think that's kind of along the lines of what he's doing. I don't think he's in love with her. I do think he does enjoy being sexually harassed. You know, I, I don't want to victim blame, but mm-hmm. she's... I, Benjamin looked like he was getting into it a little bit. Like she, he looked uncomfortable, but not uncomfortable enough to leave. Okay. All right. Chappelle, anything else you want to say about episode 13 of season six of Suits? Uh, no, not about episode 13, but I have been happy to see that a lot of people, uh, we're, we're getting some new Suits listeners still. Good. You know? Yeah. Uh, I like when we're getting feedback from older episodes because we're so far ahead, but people are like are going out of their way to make sure that we know that, hey, I just started and I'm jumping in. And so uh, one of uh, one of my my friends, my patron friends, uh, Emmy, says uh, she's late to the party, but she's binging and, of course, loving the podcast and the show. Um, so I'm loving that. And then Beth said... Um, uh, they're in, in the mid-season three of the first Watch and Listen, and they just heard Rob and Chappelle talk about doing other shows like Burn Notice, Psych Monk, as they finish Suits. And I hope it happens because I love these shows and I love this podcast. So please keep it going. Rob, okay. this is the kind of feedback I need. Yeah. Uh, we love to hear from uh, the associates. So thank you so much uh, for that. Uh, 357 members in the Facebook group at recording time here today. You can join us, suitspodcast.com slash Facebook. And we appreciate your feedback and star ratings over on suitspodcast.com. Chappelle, where can people keep up with what you're doing? On Twitter, at Chappelle's underscore show. You know, uh, follow me. I'm tweeting out all the links. And I just recorded a House of Villains podcast uh, recently with... I hear it's uh, getting very good. Or it's staying it, very good. It's it's consistent, man. So Jenny and I talk, tackled the House of Villains on the Hit or Quit feed. Uh, you know, of course, missing your presence there. But we did bring in Chantel as a third guest uh, to talk about this week's episode. So people can check that out on Rob Has a Podcast. Okay, I'm at Rob Sestradino. Thank you so much for joining us. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.